the Milwaukee Brewers. Oh, my God. OMG. They lose another series. Uh, well, they lose the series, I should say, over the weekend to the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, losing the rubber match yesterday, 8-6. to six. Very disheartening, as the Brewers had just been a juggernaut over the Pirates uh, before these uh, last two series have unfolded. And, Rowdy, uh, I know uh, what you were watching Top Gun yesterday, and you said you'd watched... What was your listening and viewing of the of the Brewers yesterday? So I went to Top Gun. I think the showing started at ten fifty in the morning. So I didn't get out until like one twenty. So the Brewers were up to bat in the first inning. Mm-hmm. Watched the entire game until Trevor got gave up yet another. What was it? A couple runs. So the Pirates took the lead. And after after not getting a shutdown inning. I said, F this. I'm taking a nap. I don't care about these bombs. <laughs> you you just lost two straight series to the Cubs and the Pirates. Yeah, it was uh, very frustrating yesterday as, let's see here. The, the biggest move that concerns me the most, uh, and everything is in a microcosm now afterwards, uh, but Daniel Vogelback, Dan the Man, former Milwaukee Brewer, uh, was up to bat in the top of the ninth, and it was a 5-4 to four game. Craig Council had sent out one Chichi Gonzalez, a one-run game, top of the ninth. Chichi Gonzalez takes the mound. Rowdy, a five to four when you're trailing uh, at home. So obviously at the bottom of the ninth. Uh, would you send on a high leverage or a low leverage reliever? Probably not your highest, so you're probably not going to send out your top three. But depending on who's available, it's not going to be Chichi Gonzalez. Well, Chichi Gonzalez comes trying out there, and what happens? Daniel Vogelback hits a dinger 414 feet to center field to uh, score three runs. That's is when the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates take an 8-4 to four lead, top of the ninth. And then there were some dramatics, I guess. Andrew McCutcheon, he had hit a, uh, a two-run shot in the bottom of the ninth, but the rally fell short for the Brewers. They fell to the Pirates. Eight to six, and uh, I have some comments I wanted to get to of one starting pitcher yesterday, uh, Rowdy, uh, well Eric Lauer, and he was talking about how. Uh, well, I'm going to play it for you coming up, but right now, Rowdy, is there a team more needing of the All Star break than one Milwaukee Brewers and what we've been seeing right here? Well, what on the Milwaukee Brewers has looked good lately? Even Josh Hader has been shaky since since they swept the Rays in that two game series. Uh, what has looked good for the Brewers? <sighs> Devin Williams had a couple appearances that looked okay. Since they swept the Rays, <laughs> I mean, they're what? Three, four? They've won four games? Yeah. And they've lost six, four and six in their last ten? Yeah. And they're losing to, to teams, teams like the Pirates, the Cubs, and the Pirates? Yeah. Not good. Not great. Bob. I wouldn't say there's a ton going right for the Brewers in the last week and a half. I would say, um, well, Corbin Burns has looked good, but you know the he's Brewers, an All Star. Yep. he's a Cy Young. Yep. He should look good. Devin Williams had looked good in when he when he has appeared, which is very rare. Rare. Uh, Josh Hader's been a little shaky. Uh, outside of that, Rowdy, I don't know. It's been pretty tough sledding for them. Hater's Brewers. been shaky. It looks like he's starting to take on some water here. Then yep. you have well, uh, All-Star 2, by the way, four times for Hater. Boxberger, who has kind of been shaky his last few appearances. The offense is, it's still hit a home run or die. Yep. 
I mean, maybe you could say that Luis Arias is starting to hit the ball the last couple of weeks. <laughs> is uh, there a... Keston Hira hey, Ke- had yeah, multiple hits in, in two out of the three games that he started over the weekend? Keston Hira, Rowdy. There we go. There's our guy. I mean, there's there's not a ton of really big positives here. No, there really isn't. And the uh... the bullpen does not. It's a joke. It's it's funny. He he. Oh, they need to go out and acquire an arm or two in that bullpen, and David Stearns will probably do that. But they actually do. I yeah. mean, look at that bullpen now. Trevor God has gotten God. He he has went back to Trevor God. Yeah. A guy that was back and forth between triple A and the big leagues. I mean, he's rocking an ERA over four and a half now. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, this season has finally caught up to him. Yeah. And you look at this and I mean, another Brent Suter continues to give he's up terrible. runs. He's, he's awful. And then again, Chichi Gonzalez, right? Uh, coming out. Brewers do have the day off, thank God. They need to maybe go see Top Gun Maverick like Rowdy did yesterday. And uh, just have a little reset. Uh, We'll get to the comments coming up from Eric Lauer about uh, how this team has uh, kind of been fizzling a little bit here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Eric Lauer, too, Rowdy. I mean, who's who's looked good outside of Corbin Burns? Eric Lauer hasn't looked good since about May. Yeah, it's been this has been tough sledding now, for the Milwaukee Brewers here. Eric Lauer, though, it's a little bit different because he was so dominant in April and May. He had that step back in June and then kind of has found it a little bit here in July. Now, overall, you'll take exactly what you've gotten from Eric Lauer, a guy with an ERA at sub four, and he's six and three on the season. I, I, you would take that all day, but from where he was in April and May, he's definitely nowhere close to that now. Yeah, so the Brewers, the Brewers got a lot of problems. That's why I want to. Freddie Peralta being down is a big thing. Oh, by the way, Freddie agreed. Freddie Peralta bobblehead day yesterday, Rowdy at American Family Field, and he's been throwing off a mound and says he feels great. Says he could pitch tomorrow if they needed him, and then jokingly laughed and said, "But I know this is a process." But at least every single time they update us on Freddie Peralta, there's been good news. Yeah, so that's a good thing. So I saw some of um. Uh, some listeners were uh, at American Family Field yesterday and got their Freddie Peralta bobblehead. So how exciting is that for you guys? That, inching closer to his return. He's on the field one way or another, this time with the bobblehead. Hopefully, what, by August, I think they were saying, Rowdy, for Freddie Peralta? Even though he said he could do it right now? Well, they said it was significant. They never put any time or date on it. I just said from the beginning that sounds at least like August. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I don't think you see him back in July. I mean, think about it. We're almost to mid-July right now. I know, isn't that crazy? Uh, right here, Brewers. Fans received a bobblehead for Freddie Peralta, who's on the 60-day IL. With, uh, he could return in August, says uh, this little update for the training room. So I don't know. Expectations for Milwaukee Brewers want to get to it today. It's um, it's tough for the crew right now. But here's the thing: still first place in the NL Central, two and a half games above the St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals really can't help themselves. Uh, I know the Brewers were up three and a half uh, when they got their win uh, on Saturday with the Pirates, but yesterday saw the St. Louis Cardinals beat the Phillies four to three. So rowdy, looking around here. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. All right, other things. Yeah, the Brewers yeah. are just lucky that the Cardinals have went in a tailspin as well. And yeah, that was a dogfight yesterday for them just to beat the uh, Phillies in that game. No doubt about it. Uh, looking here at standings in the NL Central, uh, Brewers four and six their last ten, Cardinals three and seven their last ten, and then Pirates, Cubs, Reds. Well, that's the that's the thing that's annoying, you know, about this schedule right now. You look at the Brewers and they're losing to the likes of like the Chicago Cubs, the Pittsburgh Pirates. And it's not like the Cubs and all of them are a good team, like you just said. I mean, 
they lose a series to the Cubs, and now the Cubs have lost four straight. Yeah. Like, Brewers. Uh, we were talking about Terry, the king of the north, our resident Cubs fan. Brewers, I'll play up to their competition and down to their competition. Do you get down with that? Do you abide by that at all, Rowdy? At times, but I mean, think about what they did to Cincinnati and Pittsburgh before these last two series but with between Pittsburgh. Yeah. They were absolutely dominating Pittsburgh before the last couple series. Yeah, they didn't I think lost, the right? first yeah, the first two series of the season they were six and zero, oh. And then against uh Cincinnati in the first three series of the season they were seven and two. Yeah. So I mean at times, but But here we are. Uh, left wondering what the hell. I can't wait for the all-star break. So I told you earlier in the show today that uh, my stepdad, Roger, uh, he's like, the Yankees. It's the Yankees this year. He's, he's a front runner. He doesn't care for it. He calls the Brewers the bloopers. Loves the Yankees. Whatever team's like you know, juggernaut time, he'll like gravitate towards them. Not the biggest sports guy, but always love like the Yankees. Like, the Yankees are winning it all this year. I'm like, ah, Roger, they're going to flame out in the playoffs. He goes, no, that's, that's the bloopers. They're going to flame out. And I said, Roger, I've already resigned myself to that fact. I'm already set in my ways when it comes to that. Here's my expectation, Rowdy, the Milwaukee Brewers coming up here. You squeak one out in the NL Central, you make it to the playoffs, and then you probably get bounced first round because you can't hit the ball. What's your expectations for the Brewers? Well, rotations get shorter. Clearly the pitching gets better. The intensity gets turned up. That's all obvious. I think if you look at this current Brewers team and how it's constructed, how they've been playing, yeah, they should still win the Central. Even when the the Cardinals were playing well and the Brewers were banged up and the Cardinals had some injuries too, looks like the Brewers overall are going to get more guys back than the Cardinals probably will. Even when the Cardinals had a two or three game lead over the Brewers, remember when the Brewers were really scuffling? Mm, yeah. The Brewers still had like a minus 125 uh, favorite to win the, the division. And when the Brewers have had a couple, two, three game lead, they've been like minus 145, minus 150. Yeah. So clearly, the Brewers' expectation should be at least to win the Central. And then you look at it, it's probably going to come down to matchups because. If you do not get the first or the second seed, which currently would be the Mets and the Dodgers, you are thrown into playing in the first round in a best of three series. Anything can happen in a best of three series. Look at it. Totally. The Brewers just lost the best of three series to the freaking Pirates. <laughs> Pirates aren't going to be playing in, they're not, in they're October. They're not going to the playoffs. So anything can happen in a sport like baseball in a three-game series. But yes, I think depending on the matchup and, and who's healthy for the Brewers, like if Peralta, Woodruff, and Burns are all able to be thrown out there in a three-game series, yeah. I'd feel pretty decent. But who who's going to win that East? Is it going to be the NL East and the Dodgers for the teams that have first-round buys? Like, could you imagine if the Braves end up tracking down the Mets? And they win the East and the Braves and the Dodgers have first round buys, but then the Brewers have to play against the Mets and say, uh, Freddie Peralta isn't good enough to go, but all of a sudden Jacob deGrom is and Scherzer is now all of a sudden you have a Scherzer deGrom versus a Woody and a Burns like coin flip. Yeah, so, I mean, my expectations, Rowdy, for... But, yes, they don't hit well enough. No. They, they continue to rely on the long ball, and look at how like, bad... Like last year, with the, Rowdy Tellez had a couple swings of the bat. That was it well, against the Braves. Look at just how bad they were hitting with runners in scoring position against the crappy Pirates. 
No one will ever confuse the Pirates with some of these teams that are going to make the playoffs bullpens. Yeah. You don't make you normally don't make the playoffs if you don't have a good bullpen. Pirates don't have a good bullpen, yet the Brewers struggled to score runs off of them. They couldn't hit with runners in scoring position. I think in the two games that they had lost, I think they were six for twenty three <laughs> with hitting with runners yeah, in scoring good. position. It wasn't good. And six for twenty three, honestly, for the Milwaukee Brewers isn't bad. No. Like you'll take that. But, but it, it was the Saturday game where everything fell apart well, and you were like two for 13 hitting with runners in scoring position. Just something so pitiful. Well, as a Brewers fan, I mean, I've experienced a lot of pain and misery for my entire life. Now, this was, you know, the quote unquote, the golden age of Milwaukee Brewers baseball. And the golden age is what? It, do you think, Rowdy, in 2018, when they got one game away from the World Series is outside of the 1982 team, I wasn't alive for that, but do you think, Rowdy, that the one game away from the World Series for the Milwaukee Brewers against the Dodgers is the closest we will ever get to see them uh, in, hell, our lifetime right here? See, more will be revealed because we have to see. The Brewers still have, we've been talking about it, two more years, 2023 and 2024 after this season where the window with these players, that would be open. But then... We also know that David Stearns could potentially be gone after next season. Because if, if they win the NL Central this year, he can get out of his no, no, contract? No, if they win the World Series. Oh, I thought it was if they just won the NL Central. If they win the World Series. Then he can get out of his contract and go... A year early. Okay, that's what it was? All right, I'll take a look at that. So again. odds are he'll be back next year. Yeah, if Milwaukee doesn't... If Milwaukee does not advance to the World Series, Stearns will remain under contract to the Brewers through 2023. So, But if they do go, he can get out of his contract a year early. Interesting. So most likely he'll be here next year. But that'll be, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to Lim's. He's going to be here next year. His, that'll be his final year. It'll be Josh Hader's final year, which we already covered. And the majority of other big names of players that you would know, they're through, they're through 2024. Yeah. I mean, would I say we'll never, ever see it again? No, but if they don't do something in the next couple of years, it's going to be a long time and it at is. least another true rebu- uh, rebuild for the Milwaukee Brewers where it's like, okay, so they got this year, they got next year, and they got 2024. If they don't make it in these next three seasons to the World Series, okay, then we're going to have to completely rebuild. That could take anywhere between five, six years, maybe a decade. And then you'll have your another little three to four year window. Then you got to take another five, ten yeah. It's, it just if you don't do it with some of these players, think of how hard. Think about when we, when you grew up in the '90s. How many generational players did the Milwaukee Brewers have in the '90s? I mean, like how many multiple-time All Stars did they have in the '90s? Like none. There's nothing. Look at the early 2000s before, like the Bronze and the Fielders and the Weeks and the Corey Hart. Yeah, well, ben Sheets. It was Jeff Jenkins was like their big bat. He's a one-time All Star. Yeah, like. They just didn't have anything. Tough you sweating. could go back to that for another decade if you don't win with with these type of players. Totally. And right now you have Hader, who potentially could be a Hall of Famer down the road. You have Corbin Burns, who could potentially be one of the best starting pitchers in this current generation if he continues at this pace for another 10 years. Yeah. Y- you don't have that before, and it's going to be hard to get it after. Rowdy saw Top Gun Maverick yesterday. Rowdy, tell the folks what he did with the Brewers after Top Gun. 
Yeah, so I actually I saw the the I think it was ten fifty showing, but we all know that never starts at ten fifty. No, and Any by good the previews? time, yeah, but by the time there was a few, there's a new Thor coming out. The one that just came out, I Love and Thunder. Yeah, they had that, and then there was like a Brad Pitt movie and a couple other. I don't know. The Love and Thunder came out on Friday. I heard it was. I've I given up on Marvel years ago. <laughs> Boring. There was there was maybe a couple where you're like, ah, maybe I go see it. But nothing where you're like, all right, I got to get there. Did you get popcorn? I did not. Did you get anything? No, nothing. You didn't want to take out a small bank loan for a large bucket of popcorn and a soda? I got really drink soda. I got out of the theater and back in the car with the Brewers on the radio for the bottom of the first inning. So I think it was like roughly 120-ish. Yeah. But yeah, then I got home, turned on the Brewers, and watched it all the way up until the top of the sixth inning when Trevor got came in, gave up two more <laughs> runs. And it well, it's like those are like the most frustrating games ever because you look at it, the Brewers put up six runs, so that's over league average. But every single time they would tie it up, it's like, all right, we need a shutdown inning here. Nope, can't get it. That's been when the Brewers are playing bad baseball. That's been huge. It's like they can't score. They couldn't hit with runners in scoring position at all in the series. They couldn't get shut down innings once they tied the games. Like look at the bottom of the fifth. They score two runs to take the lead and go up four to three. And you're like, all right, you get a big shutdown inning here. That's going to go a long ways in your momentum moving forward. Nope. Trevor got comes in and gives up two runs. Uh, I I, I turned it off. I turned it off after that inning. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. My biggest head scratcher, Rowdy, is it's five to four, top of the ninth. Brewers are losing, and in trots a guy who uh, has an ERA, career ERA of almost eight, Chichi Gonzalez. And you would think against these teams, like a bottom level team like the Pittsburgh Pirates, you want to capitalize on these, especially when you're struggling a little bit. I mean, you already lost the series to them. You lost series to the Cubs. And now you're looking at the Pirates, and it's the rubber match, and you send in one Chichi Gonzalez, the guy who just, he stinks. No offense, Chichi, but he stinks. Well, here's the thing and with that. Daniel it's, Vogelback hits a three-run bomb off of him. Who's available down there? Was Hayter available? Is Williams available? Is Boxberger available? Because sometimes you're wondering, man, why didn't they use Devin Williams? He hasn't And then it anything. turns out he wasn't available due to workload, but he only threw two innings in a, in a calendar week. Yeah, which is so mind-boggling. With Craig Council in this Milwaukee Brewers front office, who knows who the hell's available on certain days? Now, do you think they're going to throw a hater, a Williams, or a Boxberger when you're still down by one and Gonzalez came in and give up two? No, but he might get a little bit better of a pitcher. You might get someone that's I mean, closer Gonzalez to is. a higher leverage re- reliever. You might get a middle inning reliever. You're not going to get a Chichi Gonzalez, who's clearly a spot starter and a long reliever. But at the same time, I mean, wouldn't even be on this team. It wasn't yesterday, for a bunch of injuries. Yesterday was frustrating. Don't get me wrong. But Saturday was the type of day, Ebo, where someone <laughs> has to be fired after it. That's when you're just walking down the hall and like the janitor gets in your way and goes, you're, you're fired. Yes. Like and that? that's the second time in this last about, what, week and a half yeah. that I've said that's a day where somebody has to be fired. You're fired. Like. Saturday was a hundred times worse than Sunday. They just didn't play that good of baseball. It was sloppy. It wasn't great. They they did some things right. They did other things not too right. Mm-hmm. 
Saturday was a game you should have won. And I'm seeing people tweet, uh, tweeting out on Twitter You're saying fired. how they shouldn't have let Brandon Woodruff stay out there. In what world should they have not let Woodruff go out for the seventh? In the analytics nerd world, Rowdy? In, after six innings, the guy had given up just one hit and three walks. Yes. And he was at 89 pitches. He goes out there 100 times out of 100 times if I'm managing. Oh, unfortunately, he gave up three straight hits. No doubt. Okay, now you got to bring in a reliever. You brought in Boxberger. He didn't pitch very well. Not to mention what the hell Christian Yelich's noodle arm surfaced in that <laughs> inning where he literally, oh, my God. Oh, baby Jesus. That was, now, people are saying, oh, Boxberger cut, shouldn't have cut that off or he should have let it roll through to home plate. Uh, home plate. All this other stuff. My question is, how can a $27 million man Christian throw Yelich? a 50 hopper into the infield? A hopper? That ball hopped about 50 times by, by the time it got to like <laughs> what would have been home plate. We had some that listeners. That was an awful throw. We had some listeners there at the game, and they were just bitching about it nonstop, saying, you know, Corey and Marshall, Wisco, Chad, like, what he the hell He threw it going into on? the ground in the infield, and it bounced like 50 times by the time it hit Boxberger. It was like a Fauci first pitch rowdy. Stunk. Like, there are people that, yeah, and I get it. I agree with them for most of, the, most of their things when they're like, yeah, you know, you don't realize how good big league baseball players are or professional football players are or NBA basketball players are when you have that dad that's out in the driveway that says, oh, yeah, well, I can do this, too. If, if they paid me this much, I could do yeah, it. His name's Uncle Rico. Yeah, most of the people you laugh at him. But when I tell you I would like to see my arm in left field versus Christian Yelich's, I don't think I'm that far off. He has an awful arm. Rowdy has now thrown the gauntlet down to Christian Yelich throwing out of left field and also before that years ago, a free throw shooting contest against Ethan Happ. <laughs> I'm not going out there saying, hey. And before that, he challenged Gilbert Brown to a wrestle-off on a sandbar in the beautiful Wisconsin River. Rowdy, we got three big I matches think Gilbert actually came at me. Oh, yeah, Gilbert, correct. Gilbert came at Rowdy. Rowdy accepted. <laughs> Gilbert has yet to... But do you think I'm that far? I don't challenge everyone. I'm not going to no. go out there. I'm not going to go out there and challenge like a... No, not at all. Even like a Jawan Winfrey to some receiver competition. Would you challenge... Jawan Howard do a slap competition. <laughs> you know how they have that do like like they slap each other and the, whoever gets knocked out is the one that loses. Have you seen that on whatever the ESPN? I Ocho feel like is? his hand is bigger than my face. Yeah, but you got more rage in you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Like I'm not out here saying, "Hey, I'm going to do a home run derby with insert big league player no. that only hits five a year." No, no, that's not something I'm going to win. But watching Christian Yelich throw from the outfield. It's got right, me thinking. Here, all right. I'm gonna the, for the three or, or watching Ethan Happ shoot forty eight percent from the free throw line. No one's guarding me. <laughs> all right. So, and the three that I know of, and I know Gilbert Brown actually challenged you. No offense, but I'm I, man. I don't know. You've been rolling around in jujitsu pretty good. Gilbert's lost some weight. Uh, he's got a lot of weight on me. He's got a lot of weight, regardless and, of him losing. Height. He's got to lose like. Gilbert Brown would have to lose both his legs, both of his arms, and maybe like a Lieutenant Dan from yeah to like weigh as much yeah, as me. Gump. I'm gonna take at his peak. He's probably like 200 pounds heavier than me. Gilbert Brown with all his limbs and current how he is right now. I'm gonna no offense, but I'm gonna take Gilbert Brown over you in the sandbar fight. I I do think it'll be a really good one though. I will man. Our our sports director Zach Halpern said that Ethan Happ was a phenom in practice for free throws. Like he wouldn't miss. 
Now, is this in a game environment with Cole Center cheering, or is it like yeah, it's a game em- environment? Empty gym. I don't play without fans. Okay, then I think I would take. I've seen you shoot free throws. You actually can hit them. I think I would take you over Ethan Happ in a game environment for a free throw contest. And I think I'll take you over Yelly in the outfield throwing from left field. I'm not going to lie. When we did that, but remember? I, I, remember I, I still 20, think Gilbert Brown takes when you. When was that? 2019 where Ethan Happ was playing for the Badgers and a shot 100 free throws? Yeah. We did out in the shop. Yeah. 70%. Yeah. Now, there wasn't any fans, but I did. Ha- there was another person in there rebounding for you. 70% on 100 free throws. That's pretty good. 70 out of 100. That's pretty good for a guy that doesn't play basketball. Either Gilbert Robert, Brown, 350 pounds. Yeah, I'll take a Gilbert Brown in the fight. The other two, I, I think I know he's lost here. some weight, but 350 pounds. That's almost, <laughs> that's like twice me. All right, let's go to the, uh, let's go to the phones. Line one. Who's this? Evil, good morning, buddy. How oh, you doing? Big Joe, what's up, dude? Not much, buddy. Hey, Nelly, how about those Stoughton merchants yesterday? What I have them? no idea, Big Joe. They, they kind of came from behind and went on a walk off. Yeah. Hmm. Big Joe, I don't even know if their oh, family. Yeah. I don't even know if their own family members care. So, <laughs> ah, Big Joe, you're cutting in and out, bummer. Yeah, just looking up Gilbert Brown listed at three forty to three fifty. But that's like exactly twice of what I weigh right now. Yeah, I'm taking. No offense to you, but I'm taking Gilbert Brown on the sandbar. <laughs> I don't care. I think it would be a I good fight. Do you think he's trimmed up to three hundred? He's hey, well, I, I my brother-in-law saw him about a year ago. He said he's looking pretty damn good, Gilbert Brown. Uh, up in Lacrosse, I think he owns a bar up there. I don't know. Uh, on on uh, Twitter or sorry, Twitch right here, our guy Trev Ork says I saw Ethan Happ make fourteen straight free throws, followed by five straight three pointers pregame two hours before, and then during the game went three and ten on the line. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's what that's what our sports director would say. Heilprin would say he sits there and makes like eighty percent in in practice and. When no one's sitting there, then when the lights turn on, he shrinks. Yeah. I wish we could set it up. I wish we could see like a legit radar gun from Christian Yelich. He's bad out there with that arm, dude. Like you can clearly see guys like Hunter Renfro have absolute cannons. And those are the guys that'll get like clocked from the outfield at like 90 plus miles an hour. Yeah. But man, then you see guys like Chris Davis and Christian Yelich. Ooh, Chris Davis. You like... You kind of want to see what the gun would have on them. They don't say those numbers. Does the gun go that low? Oh yeah. Okay. Look at look at the Mallards game. They get you at forty. <laughs> That's a good point. Twenty eighteen. Your Milwaukee Brewers go all the way to the NLCS. Lose unfortunately, and I'm sorry to bring up bad memories to the Dodgers in seven games. Is that first a expectations uh, this season and what we just saw or a couple of years ago in twenty eighteen? Is that the closest do you think the Brewers will ever get? to a world series now in our age, I'm not talking about, you know, back in the day, but at some point they're going to, and we've talked about it because with the way the pitchers are under control, 2024 is when the majority of the players that have names on this team are under contract through. Now that changes a little bit with Josh Hader being next season, 2023. Yeah. But you're starting pitching with Burns, Woodruff, Lauer, Hauser, and a lot of the other guys. They're controllable through 2024 season. The Willie Adamases, Luis Arias's, all of those guys are pretty much through 2024. 
And I, I would say if next year you don't see an influx of spending to try to win it, <laughs> then no, it'll never happen. Well, that's, You're that's, funny. that's, that's one of the big decisions that they're going to have to make is, okay, you have one more year with Hater, You have two more years with practically everybody Every pitcher, else yeah. that you want. And what are you going to make decision-wise moving forward? Are you going to ink up Hater long-term? Because if you ink up Hater long term, then you didn't. You don't have to go completely all in next season, right? But if you don't, and you're like, oh well, we're gonna let him walk. We don't want to pay for uh, that much money for a closer. Or you do, and then trade him. Well, you you clearly <laughs> have to go all in making moves, spending money, yeah. making trades. If you decide that you're gonna let Hater walk. Then you got to go all in next year. Yeah, right. If you decide you're going to ink him up, then you got to go all in by 2024, the, yeah. the year after, because you're not going to have this team. You can't afford to pay Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, Josh Hader, all those guys. Like, I think it was Adam McKelvey that said, What's your first qualifying offer for Corbin Burns? And he jokingly said, I'd offer five years, 45 million to start. Yeah. <laughs> if, mm-hmm. if, if I was Corbin Burns and well, I got that actual offer from the Brewers, bye. I'd laugh I'd them laugh. out of the meeting. I said, no, I'll see you. I'll, I'm going to New York. Adios. Like, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I'll go to no anywhere way. where they pay me ta- at least 10 So, Rowdy, uh, the window here for the Brewers of potentially getting to and winning a World Series, two more years. Yeah, twenty. if you pull up their roster, 2024 is like the end of this window for how the contracts are currently constructed. Now, you look at the Milwaukee Brewers. What are your guys' expectations? And, and you're only talking about arms. I no, mean, they're, I, they're already playing Christian Yelich. They're both, already paying both him. Both sides of the ball are basically under contract through 2024. No, I mean, for, for going for big money. Like, who would you give big money to right now for a stick? Nobody. Yeah. yeah. Everyone can walk. Yeah, see ya. You're stuck with Christian Yelich. There's only the two guys that I would extend past their current contracts. Renfro? If I if I was the GM, it's Corbin Burns and it's Josh Hader. Everyone else is expendable. Everyone else probably walks. What about for the for and offense? or gets traded? What about the offensive side of the ball? Anybody? No one. No one. Yeah. Who would, who would you want to keep? Yeah, I, I'm just posing it's, the question. Yeah, that's yeah. it's legit. Like one of those. No, I mean you look at the All Star voting is coming out now. Brewers only have. Corbin Burns and Josh Hader. Uh, second time, they only send two to the game since 2017. Uh, obviously, there's still time, but you look at this. Yeah. I don't who's going to get in for the All-Star. Well, we could go right through. So Christian Yelich is obviously going to be hanging around for another seven years. Like, <laughs> that's yep, going to be good money. for a while. <laughs> good money, you can get it. Yep. Hader's got one more year left of arbitration. Colton Wong has a mutual option, which... Maybe gets picked up, maybe not. Hunter Renfro's got one more season. Woody is through 2024. Burns through 2024. Willie Adamas through 2024. Luis Arias through 2025. Hauser through 2024. Lauer through 2024. Uh, Victor Carantini's through next season. Rowdy Telez through 2024. Severino, due to testing positive for steroids <laughs> or for PEDs, he is under team control for next season. Uh, Boxberger has a club option. Trevor got through 2024 Williams through 2025. Then you have some of the younger guys like Taylor and cousins that are forever. Uh, Mike Brasso through 2025 Colby Milner through 2024 Hira through 2025 Ashby has a long time yet. Topa a long time yet. Gustave through 2024 Chichi Gonzalez through 2020. Like, <laughs> 
pretty much all of those guys that you just heard listed off are through 2024. Yeah. I mean, all the the good players, whether it's offense or pitching, most of those guys are through 2024. So this is it for the Brewers, uh, this little window right here. And what we saw over these past couple of games. We talked about this window since like 2018. Yeah, yeah. Remember, in 2017, they were supposed to be bad. Some people thought they'd be worse than Brewers history bad. Those people are idiots. They weren't going to be good, but to be that bad, there's been a lot of bad seasons. But they had a lot of uh, guys that had some upside. Travis Shaw was finally getting his first uh, opportunity to be a full-time player. Arcia was a top 100 prospect. Like they had some players, they, but they weren't going to be good by any means. They finished just one game out of the playoffs. Then the next year, all of a sudden they acquire Christian Yelich, who was like closing in on being a borderline all-star. You acquire, you sign uh, Lorenzo Cain, who already was an all-star and you added a few pitching pieces that happened to work out and, and pitch pretty well in the Wade Miley's of the world and the Jolie's Chassines. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you're in the NLCS. We they were they had hit that timeline faster than I think David Stearns thought that they would hit that timeline of winning with yeah. 2018 with those signings. But always since we were looking at it, it was always 2024 was like your last full year before this window of players would be closed. Yeah. Yeah. While we're halfway through season of uh, 2022 and the Brewers look like they probably should win the NL Central, but do you have much faith moving forward from that? No. So I want to talk expectations this season upcoming here because it's um, what you see unfolding right now is a little concerning just because, you know, you're playing against the bottom feeders a little bit and you can't, you can't do anything. But here's the thing. The Cardinals can't help themselves either. Which is nice. Brewers are still two and a half games up for first yeah, place. In the I mean, Central. At least you only have one team to worry about in your division, which, you, you know, you play who you play. Don't. I almost feel like, <laughs> RJ, you have to go all in. Now, they have a lot of guys through 2024, but if you can't get it done this year, and now you've had basically the same group of guys yeah. for the last couple of years, and even more of them since 2018, yep. I would have to say... You have to go all in in 2023, whether you sign Hader or not. And this is the reason why. Because you don't want to hold everyone till their final year of arbitration. Because if I'm going to turn around and trade Woodruff, I'd rather trade him in the the winter before 2024 Mm -hmm. so I can get full value for him for a full year than keeping him and letting him walk and or dealing him at the deadline. Because who says you're going to want to deal him at the deadline in 2024 if you're still in contention for a playoff spot and you still have this solid team? You're going to want to keep him because you think you're going to win the World Series. But then at the end of the year, he walks on you anyways. Yeah, Uh, and I'm with you there. Next year has to be the year you go all in, eat, all in probably even regardless of what you're going to do moving forward. Like if you, you go all in, didn't, if didn't they cry a broke want, two years ago, if you actually want like, to win past off a world series, no, they better be spending one, 150 million. They better be trading. Isn't that when he bought the Jackie Robinson the, ticket? No, they, were, they, were, they were crying. Broke, this off season. They were crying yeah. broke before the COVID season. Everybody was though. No, but before COVID, not yeah, after COVID. Well, remember, it's like, we, we yeah. spent the most we've ever spent. No, blah, 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 it was blah, $136 million. That was 2019. But 
Yeah, in 2019. It yeah. was $136 million that they spent, and that was also when they brought back Moose. They signed Grandal. But don't don't let them let you forget that that was when they completely uh, renovated their spring yeah, training in facility yeah. in Arizona, which they only do about once every a, to 30, 40 yeah. years. Yeah. So don't, don't let them sit there and say, oh, we have no money. Plus, you spent that one they time. They also make the, the, the city make it up. do most of that renovation yeah. or else they leave. You got to spend money to make money. Yeah. That's what they were doing. And then all of a sudden, Mark Adonazio is like, we've spent the most and money we've ever spent. And, and yeah. blah, blah, you can blah, go blah. back and find like their uh, numbers through like the tickets and yeah. gates and all that. That was like the only time Oops. since he bought the Brewers where they were in the red. Yeah. And, and they and it also happened to coincide, like I said, with the year they did all the renovations where he paid for a, a decent chunk yeah, of it. crazy how that works out. Mm-mm. Get out of here. <laughs> ponytail, Mm-mm. go buy another ticket stub. He, he cut it. I don't think he's he got a ponytail it. anymore. But yeah. It looks like he cut his hair. Mm-mm. He was on TV the other go day. Go buy another ticket stub. There you go. Yeah. Mark. <laughs> I think that's why Hauser's been sucking so bad this year. He's pissed. He wanted his extra 500000 nope. Oh, totally. Nope. All right. Needed that to go buy a Jackie Robinson ticket. I see people bitching at Boxberger, but then it's like, okay, he was running to cover behind home plate, and then all of a sudden he turned around and the ball was right on him. Yeah. Rowdy, um... Like it was just a terrible play in general, and then Boxberger was shook, and then gives up a home run. Saturday is the day where Arr, you rip your hair out. Arr. Yesterday was a bad game, and you're like, uh, "This sucks." But Saturday <laughs> was the one where if your Woodruff was sitting in the dugout, just looking so frustrated and pissed. Now, granted, he gave up three straight hits. Now it's not like those were like big time where they were putting a ton. It was like a lot of bloopers that blooped in there, but still it was three straight hits and it yeah. sucked right, so and you needed Boxberg to pick you up and he couldn't come through. So the Brewers uh, lose again, the series of the pirates tough. I mean, this is a year of, they were just juggernauts or they were eight and all over the pirate or were they nine and all over the pirates started out the season six and oh, six and all. And then it's kind of, you know, whatever I mean, it's baseball, you know, things kind of revert back to the mean, but Rowdy, Eric Lauer, after the game, had made a comment that I wanted to play. Uh, take a listen. Um, I, th- I think it's it's like what I said before: is we got to control the controllables. We got to make sure we're playing good baseball. Make sure we're putting forth our attitude and effort. And- so he went on to say that, but then he would finish saying that you know control we can control, but said the team is getting quote a little too hung up on things lately. So what was the Bucks' big moniker in the in the Badgers when they were going on to you know get a share of the Big Ten? It's you don't get too high, you don't get too low. It's you stay even keeled, you stay cool. Eric Lauer saying the team is usually good about controlling what they can control, but said the team is getting quote a little hung up on things lately. Is the All Star break a good cure all for all this uh, coming up next week? Well, they're gonna have to hope it is. But there was another. I think it was a comment from the broadcast where. Council was pacing back and forth. I think this was from Saturday's game and talking about how frustrating it is and how the teams as a, had like a team meeting or something like that. And they were very upset with how they were swinging the bats with runners in scoring position. They entered that weekend series ranked 24th in major league baseball. I can't imagine they upped it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, what's so frustrating too about all this. So like, uh, the Cubs, they beat the Brewers. Uh, they beat the Brewers in their series, right? And then you go and look what the Cubs did afterwards. 
They then, let's see here, they beat the Brewers in their series, and then they lose one, two, three. They lost four straight. Four straight. Uh, to the Dodgers, but lose four straight to the Dodgers. Uh, okay. By the way, that game yesterday, uh, Cubs get up to a big lead, and they had nine runs in the first, like, four innings, and then they lose 11-9. Uh, then you look at the Pirates. I mean, the, the, the Pirates now have beaten the Brewers uh, in two series. You're like, okay. Or was, was it a four-game series? Did they, did they beat them, or was it a tie in the series? Whatever it was, you wanted to pounce on it. Uh, before, whatever, doesn't matter. Brewers right now are just struggling a little bit. You look at the standings, and the crew uh, not looking good, but they're still first place, two and a half games, and all central. All-star break, though, Rowdy, coming up. This is a tough little stretch before they get a, four days off, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah today yeah. off. Today off. Two at Minnesota. They're in first place in the AL Central. And then you have four on the road west coast san francisco late night yeah and rowdy you're going to be off on friday and then next week correct correct and tell the folks uh one of your main reasons of taking this for coming friday off i honestly just don't want to wake up that early when when first pitch is 8 45 8 45 first pitch against the uh san francisco giants if and then- i have 10 days and i have to use them or lose them I st- probably the only person that starts scheduling their <laughs> vacation days off of when the Brewers play <laughs> first pitches after 8 p.m. West Coast baseball. And then Friday night, first pitch is 9-15. 9-15. Oh, just wait, Ebo. I got a couple days in mind for um, it's the second to last week in August where Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is... 9-10 first pitch Oof. out in uh, Los Angeles playing the Dodgers. 9-10 first pitch on Tuesday, and then 8 p.m. Mm. on Wednesday. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's some tough West Coast baseball. Uh, after the All-Star break, though, I think the Brewers have a ton of home games. No, they do. They have a ton of... So just in the month of July, they started getting a ton of off days. Like they had July 7th off. Now they have today, July 11th off. They... Most of the players on the team that weren't selected to the All-Star game, and then we'll see if Josh Hader and Corbin Burns actually pitch in the All-Star game. They have four days off, Monday through Thursday. Then they have the 28th of July as a day off. But then in August, they have the 1st, the 8th, the 11th, and the 25th. And then September, they have three days off as well. But yes, August, starting July, they had a lot of off days for the rest of the season. And starting in August, they have a lot of home games. Yeah, so thankfully it gets a little you know easier in the sense of we get to be at an American family field. And hopefully they continue to get healthier. Now we'll have to get updates on Hauser. We'll have to get updates on what well, we kind of did over the weekend, Freddie Peralta, Peralta throwing off a mound, feeling better, yeah. hoping to be back by August sometime. Yep. But, yeah, hopefully you continue to get these good updates. Hunter Renfro. Yeah, so them. He he's a guy that I feel like he's had every single uh, injury that you possibly could. Didn't it go from like groin to calf? So all of a sudden he had. Remember he had just come back after was it a hamstring or a groin, whatever it was, where he was out for like two three weeks. Yeah. Then he came back, struggled for like the first week or two, and then started mm-hmm. to get hot, and then all of a sudden had a calf injury. Yep. Well, I think it was last Tuesday. He was doing stuff out on the field and they're like, Oh, he's starting to look good. And he was eligible to come off of the IL sometime last week. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, he kind of had a, 
he kind of had a mishaps. He kind of had a, a fall a little, back. A little he, yeah. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's trying to get back on the field and work again. But there hasn't been a like, oh, he's going to be back in seven to ten days. It's still there's been no timetable given for him. Yeah. And that's a huge bat in the outfield. And it's a huge arm in the outfield. So why you think of uh, the little expectations for the Brewers after uh, what we are now, then we'll readjust after all. I do break. think, though, when you look at the team, when it is all entirely healthy, the one thing that I think is becoming more clear, what they definitely have to do is they definitely have to grab a bullpen arm. No, like no doubt that they need to go get a bat, whether that be in center field, whether that be in, in third base, potentially, if you wanted to move Arias around, yeah. no doubt they need a bat in the outfield, but I think it's becoming ever more clear that they need an arm in that bullpen because you have your box burger, you have your Williams and you have hater. But then after that, maybe they can get a little bit of a bump from Jake cousins. If he ever gets healthy, but again, he's him. somebody that they don't think will be ready until August. I haven't really heard an update well, on probably him. Now he's just somebody we used to know. Justin Topa, who looked good two years ago, but hasn't been able to stay healthy in two years. He's somebody that they were expecting back sometime in like August do those guys give you enough of a bump? But if they're not going to be back until August, can you really rely on them thinking they're going to stay healthy moving forward? Trevor Gott seems to, the rest of the league seems to have caught up to him, yeah. especially with how good he pitched the first two and a half months and the fact that he was a quadruple AR in pretty much the last six years of his career. Um, Suter looks like his best days are behind him. He's been getting hit pretty hard. I mean, a lot of those guys in the bullpen are starting to come back to maybe the mean a little bit on where they were sure. performing prior. The all-star break coming up, baby. But, yeah, they need the all-star break. I think when you look at the fact that uh, Devin Williams is pitching really well, but he's still from time to time struggles to throw strikes, especially the first batter or yeah, two. struggling. Hater has been struggling. He's been taking on a little bit of water here the last two weeks. I think they need the rest, but also I think they need to add an arm to that bullpen. Yeah. They need, they need another really good, solid guy so that they can have four good arms in that bullpen. Young Ben Kenny in the house. Happy Monday. B- big Monday today, Ben Kenny. Happy open week for all those who celebrate. Ben, you are taking the reins of one Bill Michael show all week, all week, right? All week. Yes. Uh, and so- I'm going to be on the, uh, the Nelly chair coming up here. I'm going to be in the, uh, the, the passenger side of this airplane, as you uh, hopefully don't, you know, fly into a mountain from yeah. ten to two with the Bill Michael show. Yeah, it's me and Iron Man Ebo today, and oh, then yeah. myself and Grant Bills the rest of the week. Why is Grant busy today? You may ask. Yeah, because he let, said he was going to do Monday last week. I'm going to let him answer that question. What, what what is it? Everybody go tweet at Grant and make him spill the beans. Was he going to wash his like his like unmentionables or something? <laughs> like he's got laundry day or. Nah, it's not that important, but I want everyone to harass him. All right, yeah. Well, I mean, that's no problem right there. Go, Go harass Grant Bills at Wisco Grant on Twitter. Tweet at the man. Say, yo, why why are you busy from 10 to 2 on a Monday? Yeah, especially when you already committed to it last week. When hey. the rest of America's working. <laughs> <laughs> Rowdy, Ben came in here like, what, an hour ago and was talking about Heinz Field, right? And then you're wondering what the name would be. Well, Ben, the name is, I don't even know how to pronounce it correctly, which is a good thing. I guess they're, uh, Heinz Field is no more. It is now called Acrisure Stadium. Acrisure, Acrisure, A C R I S U R E. I think it's Acrisure. Acrisure. It's, it's damn insurance. Insurance is everywhere. You ever heard of this, Rowdy? Nope. But I, I like to stay as far away from insurance as possible. But that's been pretty hard. They're here a the scam. Last. Ben, have you heard of Acrisure? Nope. 
I've never heard of it either. Well, it's a Michigan-based insurance brokerage firm. Why are they in Western Pennsylvania? I don't know. It sounds like Vandalay Industries. We missed a beautiful opportunity here for another name brand of ketchup to take over. It could have been Catsup. What are the other big ketchup company names? I think I only know Heinz. Great the, value. The first that's thing a, that came to ben, mind. I think that's the hardest hitting questions anyone's ever asked me. What's an other ketchup brand name? I have no idea. <laughs> exactly. All I could think of is like the off brand, like from like Walmart or whatever. Great value ketchup. Ketchup Heinz has a stranglehold on the ketchup market. That's, that's got to be a monopoly. How do you think John Kerry? Hunts. 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 Not with an H. So there there hey, there is a great value ketchup. Is there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Walmart yeah, there brand? is. So they should have called it Huntsfield. My other idea. I'm sorry, what field? Huh? What field? Hunts. Oh, Huntsfield. Yes. Sorry, I thought you said With something else. With an H. Else. I thought you said something else. I was like, a dump button. But I was scared for a second that those frauds at Duke's Mayo were going to find their way into this whole shenanigans. Dude, Duke's Mayo, you got to get, you got to get tip the cap to, to Duke's Mayo. They've Why would I do that? Brilliant marketing scheme. Duke's Mayo, actually the best Mayo out of the three. Well, I guess it's a brilliant marketing scheme because we bullied them into it. Brilliant by, I keep wanting to say hunts. Brilliant by Duke's Mayo. What part of it was brilliant? Having Graham Mertz break the trophy on yeah, purpose? Yeah. Their product actually tastes pretty good though. It was, it was a little more tangy. It was, yeah, it was better than the other two options that we had. I I kid you not. My wife has now been buying Duke's Mayo ever since the Duke's Mayo bowl. And she doesn't even watch football. I have boycotted Duke's Mayo. Did you ever, not that I buy mayo mayo before, but I will never buy Duke's Mayo. Is it a boycott if you never bought it before? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's all symbolic. So I looked up, uh, I looked up other hunts. So I looked up other ones. Del Monte, Del Monte, Annie's Naturals. That what, sounds. T- that Annie's sounds Naturals sounds titillizing. For that ketchup, Annie's. I heard Annie's got some good naturals. Let's go put it on a uh, ketchup bottle. Trader Joe's Ketchup Field, Organicville. Trader. <laughs> I haven't even heard of most of these. So there's Heinz, then there's Heinz Organic. Wouldn't that be the same company? Del Monte. Oh, you said Del Monte. That sounds expensive. America's Choice. Well, if it's, I think America's Choice is actually Heinz, and then three sixty five. Never heard of these. If you make ketchup, you have to make mustard, right? Another hard-hitting question. One would have, I mean, I can't imagine. And relish? Don't. Does relish go in there? There's no way you can make enough money off only selling ketchup unless your only customer is Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> so you have to get in the mustard well, I game. thought you would also say that another glorified customer would be Kurt Schilling. Oh, yes. Yeah, Good with the point. sock. I'm, I'm curious on Annie's Naturals. I feel like I'm Zach Wilson in this situation. What does Annie's Naturals look like? Uh, I mean, the ketchup. I hear they come in small bottles. Doesn't does, sound Mormon. Does Annie's Naturals taste good? The ketchup? Does you? I don't know. <laughs> I think it depends on what you're putting it on. That's the thing about ketchup. Nothing worse than slushy ketchup. Huh. That's true. Do I? If you get ketchup like where it's got a, a little too much water, or it's like kind of the end of the ketchup. It's not as good. George Costanza in the bedroom uh, wanted to eat pastrami sandwiches. Have you got to that episode yet, Rowdy? What is it? I'm like season six, can episode I put, six. Can I put ketchup on Annie's Naturals? Line Jerry, one. Jerry just dated a gymnast. Line. Oh, that's a, the comedian uh, episode of Kramer, Kramer's Got the Kidney Stones. Line right. one. Is this Annie? Hello? No, this is oh, uh, Mark hey, Good morning, Pete. <laughs> what a way to bring Pete in. <laughs> What's up, Pete? Uh, well, <laughs> since you brought up my favorite topic, and, you know, 
No, no. Uh, Kurt no. Schilling? Baseball. Oh, catch. I thought it was going to just catch. Yeah. Sorry. Ba- ba- baseball and the, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I have, I, I've on, on, on my Facebook page, you know, I, I've, I have, yeah. Well, Can you I'm add an old me? man. Huh? Can you add me? I would love to be Facebook friends with you. Uh, okay. Ebo Thorson, T H O R E S O N. I've had. I've had lots of uh, nicknames for for the brewers, you know, retreads, recyclables, uh, oh, leftovers. But I, but my newest one is I think that's it's the best one. It's the, they're the journeymen. The journeymen. And it, yeah, they're the journeymen. I mean, you know, they and 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 that that's their their problem. I mean, and 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 really, that's why that I mean, they they never particularly rebuild. They just get more journeymen to replace the other journeymen that they have. So my stepdad calls them the bloopers. Do you like that one? The the bloopers? Yeah. I don't think they're that bad. They're just journeymen. <laughs> I mean, you know, I they, they 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 get guys that you know make a you know a certain low salary. And and but the but the most important thing is that they were highly touted prospects in somebody else's organization, and they're hoping that that lightning is going to strike when they come to the uh, you know come to the Brewers, and they're affordable. So that that you know well the you know the broken record here is that that is not a winning strategy. I mean, pr- preferably I'd be you know I I I, I would be just. I would prefer them to be like Kansas City, Detroit, and Baltimore. You know, go all the way down, bottom out, and come out with a lot of, you know, really good young ball players. But their owner's not going to do that because he's, you know, and I don't blame him, I guess. He's there to make money. So you, you have a certain, you know, they're not going to, they've yeah. got a certain amount to spend. They, they, they can rely on, you know, two, you know, two million roofs coming so, there every year. Let me ask you, Pete. And, do you, do you think the Brewers will ever win the World Series? No, I don't think they'll ever even get in it. Now, because they're journeymen. I mean, there's, you know, it's, it's it, even, it, maybe they could win a best of three series with somebody on their best day. Although, it, I mean, it, they, they may have to play the Mets or the their Atlanta, and I doubt they're going to do that. But they, they'll never, they'll never uh, you know, beat the, the top two teams in the division because mm-hmm. their team has made a journeyman. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, and, 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 and the problem with baseball is the, is the, is the Rust Belt, uh, uh, two Rust Belt divisions, you know, where yeah. uh, the, you know, that's the problem. They, they've lost population. They don't have big t- as big a television markets anymore so that they, you know, can't, can't sure, pay sure. the going rate. Yeah. I, Pete, I and think the biggest, the biggest thing what? we agree on is how the hell can the Brewers not have at least one bat that they drafted? But, but well, they don't. I don't. They're they're really terrible uh, in <laughs> in developing position players. That's why they have all these journeymen. Yeah. They just get somebody that's making, you know. Hey, Joey Weimer, watch Joey Joey Weimer on the come up, Pete. You watch Joey Weimer. He'll be a beast for the Brewers coming up. They they get these guys that make between a million and three million dollars, you know, and somebody thought that they were good some, and so they, you know, they stick them in there, and then and now they're stuck with that, you know, big contract that they're never going to get rid of. I mean, that's flypaper. Yeah. Nobody's going to take that contract. Hey Pete, so you know, yeah, Pete. Uh, I, one thing out of all this, uh, I love your takes, everything. I just please add me on Facebook. I'd love to be fa- if you want to. I would love to be Facebook friends. Wait with a you. minute, so. 
Well, how do you spell your? Wait a minute. So what? How, how? EBO. That's my fake e- name. E- it's my fake E-B-O. name. EBO. And then the last name Thorson. T H O R E S O N. Look for the really pale guy with a backwards hat with a really hot chick by him. That's my wife. What's your uh, okay, social security I don't know why you want it. Mostly I talk. My Facebook page is about opera and, and movies. Love it. So yeah. I don't know. Okay. Love it, Pete. Love it. Add me. I, I would. I would. It would make my week on a Monday at right. nine forty-six. Okay, Ben, and and you you keep uh, racking up those participation trophies. You <laughs> Thanks, <know>. Pete. <laughs> See you later, Pete. <laughs> I love the shot at the end, right at Ben. Oops, I just hung up on someone. Sorry, whoever that was, call back in. I just hung up on you. Uh, line two. Who's this though? Hey, boy. You just you literally just cut out. Troy, is that you? I think. No, I can't hear can't. you. Can't. Here, I'm going to hang up and you call back in. Try again. How'd you like that little pot shot at Pete at the end there? That was funny, Ben. Try to yell its noodle arm his way in there. <laughs> Pete, have me on Facebook. I didn't know you had Facebook. I love it. Uh, uh, who's this? Hello? Corey from Marshall. Can hey, Corey. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Corey? Yeah. Can you hear me? Kind of. Can you hear me better? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, I hear you. Fine. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good, baby. Awesome. So what's going on today? Just talking about Annie's Naturals. Yeah, they make a whole bunch of stuff. They make like macaroni and cheese oh. and everything. I'm thinking, of some, I'm thinking of something else, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, I would be thinking of that, too. Well, <laughs> the reason I call it is because you were talking about Seinfeld. I watched one of the better episodes last night that happened to be on Comedy Central. It's the uh, the scam for taking the recyclable bottles back oh. to Michigan. Oh, classic. That is a classic it's- one. Classic, and it's got the golf clubs in there, too. John F. Kennedy's golf clubs, I know. John F. Kennedy's golf clubs. Jerry Stone Saab, yeah. Yep. Forgot how hilarious that was. <laughs> where, uh, he's just slamming middle yells the whole time to get up enough bottles, and they're just collecting them from random places on, in New York, and it's then they uh, throw good. it on the mail truck to take it in. <laughs> you can never figure that out now with the way gas prices are. You'd be doomed. You know? Well, that's what... Uh, Kramer always said, he's like, I can never get the numbers to work out until they figured out they could use the mail truck, and that's for free for gas. So <laughs> I just want to bring something funny to the table for the day. And after, it, we had a yeah. talk, after we had the event at the Abyss like I did on Oh, yeah, Saturday. you were at the Brewers we, game on Saturday. How was it like? To, what was it? How did, did it feel good to yell into the Abyss, <laughs> leaving uh, American Family Field, or did you left feeling unsatisfied? Well, we left. Nope. Yeah, after I walked out of there, I was just like talking to my father. I'm like, what the Sleep is going on here, and you know, you just vent it out, and it's like, well, it's kind of like what Pete said. It's like, I don't know if these guys are ever going to make it, and I'm not really too sure if they're really serious about winning over there, to be honest. And, uh, like he said, you know, he'll pull in a couple million rubes, and I, I'm starting to wonder if Atanasio just thinks he's like, we're a bunch of rubes, and, um, you know, I don't know. It, do you, hey, do you feel like a rube? Do you identify as a rube? Actually, and that's what gets on my nerves. It's like if you really think we're rubes, then why? You know, it's I don't know. It's hard to put it into words. I guess. Corey, if you were at the game on Saturday, I I described the game on Saturday because they've had probably two now in the last two and a half weeks. Those are the type of games where if you're the general manager, the owner, or the manager, whoever, I feel like someone has to be cut or someone has to be fired. Like those are the games you rip your hair out. Like you're just walking on the hall and the janitor maybe like he's done. Your someone path. has to go. Or like if someone in the cafeteria accidentally drops like a tray. You're fired. 
There was some really incompetent baseball. I mean, when you guys pointed it out, when Yelich was tossing that ball, and it's like, what are you doing out there? And then, like, you're watching some of the base running, and I'm like, why are you, what, what the hell is going on out here? You know? It's not like and Vince Lombardi now. Going you're dropping here? $10 of beer and stuff, and it just gets on your nerves after a while, to be honest. So yeah. why are why the but, hell are you the way you are? Rubes are gonna rube, right? <laughs> why are you the way you are? Well, at least we got the All Star break coming up. We could take a break from it and start thinking about the Packers coming up here. So, yeah. Does one ever truly stop thinking about the Packers, though, Corey? No. If you're a Wisconsinite, it's just uh, breaks in time, and then uh, all I can think about right really now is Aaron Rodgers, that tattoo, and Blue Earth, man, <laughs> and the We're spirit of Vince Lombardi being channeled on. by Blue. We're going to have to figure out what the hell is going on with that thing, too. Why are you the way that you are, Tattoo? <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to listening to you guys in the next four hours. Take your easy one. Oh, yeah. I'm so sure, too. Yeah, see you, Corey. Yep, see you, yep. Yeah, I forget about that. I'm I'm strapping in for another four hours out of this. Uh, Brad, ben was described as colicky by a listener before, Rowdy. <laughs> that was That is true. Yeah. I don't know where Who Ben was. That? that was uh, Whisco Chad. Chad. Yeah. He described Ben as colicky. So Ben seems like he's in a good mood today on a Monday. That's nice. All right, we'll take a little step back. Normally, people are most tired on Tuesdays. I'm so tired. Yeah, tomorrow after uh, pulling an eight-hour on-air shift, Rowdy, can I go? I'm so tired.